Sal, do you know this song? It's a great song. So I think it's Before Your Time. <laughs> a little bit. Ready? Ready for it? Hit it. I oh, know. It's, it's coming. It's coming? <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> What's up, everyone? We are not so live on real estate. Uh, great show today. We've got Sal Cusmano in the studio office. Morning. How are you? Great. Uh, we've got myself, Paul Pasolakis, and we also have Brandon Mulrennan, uh, real estate agent extraordinaire. How are you, sir? I'm amazing. Thanks for having me back. Very good. Brandon's, Brandon was a big part of uh, in-house realty. Um, you know, not only is he a, a great agent, but he's also a great coach. I think you've coached many agents in your in your career, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. I know that you wanted to talk about kind of how to create success in this industry and talk a little bit about why the failure rate of real estate agents is so high. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Some some topics we're going to hit today is, um, you know, with the turmoil in the nation right now, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, how does that affect uh, the interest rate market, the housing market? Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of things at play right now. And, you know, between North Korea. And we'll, we'll get to that. Redfin housing demand index dips in July as inventory shortage deepens. Still seeing an inventory problem. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, that's a that's a reoccurring topic. And then we want. I want to talk about job growth. Uh, it's a little, it cooled down a little bit in July, and to me, that's like a big part of of what we do and and the success of the market. So we'll get to all that. But first and foremost, uh, Brandon, let's talk a little bit about a real estate agent success rate the first year of business. Yeah. So we are seeing agents fail uh, really within the first couple years of, of being in the business around 80 85 percent and mm -hmm. you know in my experience there's really three huge reasons uh, why we see that and so my goal for today is as we walk through that is to help the agents that would listen to this and say okay here's what not to do right, right. Um, right. and so number one you know, agents, people run into real estate by the thousands because they see these sh uh, TV shows on, uh, you know, million dollar million, listing. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I'm going to make millions. That's right. Yeah. And then so when they pass their exam and there's no Ferrari sitting outside, they get a little worried, <laughs> right? And so, unless it's rented. That's right. So, so number one, they come from a W 2 world where they had tons of accountability, they had leadership, they had structure into a 1099 uh, world. Self employed. Right? Basically, biggest uh, thing that I see now, they think that they don't have to come to work anymore. They have no <laughs> boss. There's no accountability. And I hate to say it, but we're all the same as human beings left to our own devices. Most of the time we fail. Right. That's why there's personal trainers. That's why there's consulting companies. That's why all these people exist, because left to our own devices, we fail more times than not. We need to be held accountable, even though people don't think they want, you know, oh, I'm being micromanaged. No, you're being held accountable. It's a little bit different, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I think uh, it's a mindset problem. You know, sometimes we'll be willing to pay for it. When it comes to our health and our fitness and the way that we look, we'll pay for yep. accountability. Yep. But when it comes to our own um, success in our careers, we think we're being micromanaged. Yeah. Right. It's so. Like, oh, like my boss is all over me, right. you know. Right? I'm like work for David Hall. He's all over me. Yeah, every day. exactly, exactly. So people, you know, they have great success in their corporate jobs, and they're making six figures, and they leave there, and they find themselves with no structure, no accountability, and, and a lot of times it, it, uh, it it's to their own demise. Right? Yeah, and, and Sal, you could talk on this. I mean, most agents that we talk to might close a deal a month, right? Right, and I mean right. that's kind of well, typical. Like a part time agent does it every once in a while. My cousin's brother's buying a house. I did the right. deal, right? They're not really totally invested in it, and they, they just don't see the success. Yeah, they, they get the the low hanging fruit, for, you know, family, friends, friends things it. of that sort. But you know, I I think it's funny, like you said, uh, everyone pictures themselves at the top of the mountain, but 
they don't know what it takes to climb it. That's exactly know? right. And that brings me in my po in, into point two. Okay. Point two is um, a lack of leads or a lack of lead generation, I should say. Right? Where where is the business coming from? That's right. And yeah. so you know, to Sal, to your point, you know, these agents get into the business and they uh, they just think that friends and family is going to be enough to support them. And so when we start talking about you know what's your plan to get new listings and new business, most agents getting into the business uh, they look at you like, well, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's just going to happen. No, and, <laughs> and I think you guys would agree. You know, getting into any business, I don't care if we're opening up a subway or a mortgage company or a real estate uh, company, you are in the lead generation business first yeah. before you start wearing your practitioner hat. Would you guys agree with that? 100%. Yeah. yeah, you've got to be able to build the business from the ground up. It's not easy, though. No. When someone looked at you know looks at you and says, listen, you've got, you've got to get your own business now, no, no matter where you are, whether you're a restaurant, whether... You've got to build that demand for your services. And you know, the way to do that is you've got to get leads to, to get people to do business with you. Yeah. So if I would make any, and I completely agree, my recommendation to um, any new person that's getting into real estate or the mortgage business is you need to spend the majority of your time as you're working up to making that transition as to how am I going to get my leads? Where are they going to come from? How do I spend my marketing dollars? If you have any, right? There are online lead generation, offline lead generation, and, and paid and unpaid. And I think you need to spend a lot of time, whether that be with a coach or a mentor that's currently in the business, doing what you already want or doing what you think you want to do in the business and asking them, hey, how do I build my business? Where should my leads come from? But my recommendation is spend time on that. That's the most important thing is generating revenue. Right. And I mean, Sal, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, if we didn't have great leadership left to our own devices, even myself, right. even me, like I'm pretty motivated. Sal, you're motivated. Yeah. But I mean, in this business, it's easy to become uh, complacent with, you know, two, three deals because, you know, at that point you are making a pretty good income. But if you really want a business that will last, like you said, you got to keep digging the leads up. You need to figure out whether it's going to be an organic lead channel or a paid lead channel. Yeah, you know? whatever it's going to be. I mean, if you've got the money to do it, great. If you don't, that's okay too. You know, you can build a business without spending money on leads. You can mm -hmm. build it by relationship, which I think you guys would agree with that, right? right? Yeah, relationships, absolutely, 100%. And so number three, I would say um, the, the third reason why we see agents fail so much is they do not believe they're getting into a sales business. So because they don't believe that, they have no skills, right? So they have no accountability. They have no leadership. They have no structure. Yeah. They have no leads. And thirdly, they have no skills. So if they get the opportunity to sit in front of a seller or a, a potential buyer, they don't know what to say because they didn't know that they're getting into a sales business. They, they Again, they think that this business is so sexy based on the HDTV shows mm -hmm. and the millionaire mm -hmm. uh, real estate agent Bravo TV shows. They don't understand that they're getting into a sales marketing lead generation business. It's hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so they get in front of a prospective buyer or seller, and they have no clue what to say because they didn't practice any of their skills. They have no role play partner, and they have no coach, someone teaching them what to say, how to say it, when to say it. And so that's the third <clears> thing <throat> I see why agents are failing at such high rates. And, and a lot of times, I just I want to make this point. Sometimes it's not their fault. I think the real estate industry is letting them down the way that the brokerage uh, model is set up where you get your license, you get a pat in the ass, and they say, you know, good luck. Yeah. Right? It's have not at fair. It. Have at it, kid. So that's not fair. And that's not right either. So um, those are the big top three things that I see why real estate agents are failing at the rates that they are. But uh, again, I think a lot of the time it's not their fault. So Brandon, let me ask you this. So I'm an, I'm an agent right now. I'm listening to this. I'm like, man, you know, that, 
he's talking to me, right? I don't, I don't have any leadership. I don't know where I'm going. I haven't really done that well. I want to get me potentially out of this industry because it's not, it's not for me because I don't feel like I'm having success. What do I do? Yeah. How do I, how do I seek out the right leadership? How do I seek out the leads? How do I find the support when potentially I'm not getting it? The number one piece of advice that I've, and I give it every time is find somebody who already has what you want, right? So that's step number one. So it, call them a mentor, call them a coach, call them, I don't care what you call them. Find somebody who has what you want, right? It's the old golden rule. Go seek that person out and do exactly what they tell you to do. There's no secrets to this, right? If there was a if there was a mortgage banker looking to get into the mortgage business for the first time, I would have them talk to both of you. Right. I wouldn't have them recreate the wheel and try to figure it out on their own. Right. Why don't you talk to somebody who's already doing what they want to do and figure it out? That's the easiest way to do it. <clears throat> well, and like you said, it's not really so much a secret. I think it's just more the the methods, you know, how do you how do you practice your craft? Are you waking up early and, and calling people, You know, setting appointments, doing the things that you need to do? Like I said, that climb up the mountain. But yeah. yeah, but to your point, you you got to find your Mr. Miyagi. Right. But right? you need to, like, you need you, to follow you gotta find who, someone that's going to have you wax that, on, wax you know? off. Yeah. And there's probably multiple ways of doing it, but if you shadow, right, and, and do the right things instead of just, uh, woe is me, right? If you seek out that person who's doing well and, and doing what you want to do, you'll pick up the traits that you need to. I mean, the bottom line is, guys, I mean, no matter what it is that you do in life, whether it's mortgages, whether it's real estate, whether it's... Coney Island. Coney Island, right? It's going to take hard work. You got to roll your sleeves up. You got to wake up early. No matter, And especially when you're self-employed and your business is really just dictated on what you do. This is not a nine-to-five punch-your-clock type gig, right? You're not putting... You're not another cog in the wheel. You're not... You know, nothing against being on the line, but it's, you know, you're not on the line. You're literally, what you make of it is what it is going to be, right? Yeah, and so that's a really good point. You know, I think, um, again, people, at least in the real estate industry, I think the mortgage industry is better because you have more structure and more leadership. But in the real estate industry, people think it's something that it's not. People think that they're going to be freedom of time, be millionaires. It's going to be super <laughs> simple. And it's quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite. We're working seven days a week, yeah. 14, 15 hour days. And and again, that's why I think the failure rate is so high. When people actually get a glimpse of what it takes to uh, succeed in this business, they run and hide. Yeah. But no one tells them that up front. And I think we should do another podcast where we get tactical. Because it's. I think uh, for the most part, everyone understands that they've got to work their ass off in this business. And we're being... We're we're not uh, purposely being general, I think, today on today's podcast, but in, in another time, I think we should be tactical, right? right? Top 10 ways to get listings, yeah. top five ways to get a buyer lead, you know, stuff like that. We can get super tactical, but I think um, we, we just wanted to share some insights as to what we're seeing, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think that's a, it's, yeah. it's a great topic to, to expound on uh, in the future. But yeah, I mean, for anybody out there that's listening, that is a real estate agent, um, you know, do these things, seek out advice, seek out leadership, seek out uh, someone that's really good in the industry, roll up your sleeves, start waking up at five o'clock in the morning, start going to sleep at 10 o'clock at night. It's just, it's a lot of work and you've got to be able to, to really put in the work. That's, yeah. that's the only way I, I look at it. That's it. And so I think the last thing, I, my last piece of advice, you know, back to, uh, I think Paul, your question was, um, 
you pick pick the right brokerage. When you get your license, you know, don't pick the brokerage because your Aunt Susie worked there for 35 years. Pick the brokerage that actually gives you a coach, has training, has lead generation tactics that have been proven. Learn from a broker uh, leadership team who has already done it. That's the biggest problem I see is they go to these brokerage, uh, these large brokerages where the broker hasn't sold real estate in 40 years. Yeah, they have no idea. They have no, they have idea. no idea what the market is. And so the complaint we get over and over again is my broker doesn't do anything for me. I don't learn anything here. So pick the right company to work for. Yeah, that's that's paramount. So uh, thank you, Brandon. That's that's really good. Let's get into some topics, the, some headlines that I, I kind of went through. Uh, and then, you know, I, I like doing this, Sal. You you picked the, the the first topic. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, this Redfin housing in, uh, demand index. Okay. Let's do that. So Redfin, uh, you know, what happens is with a lot of these companies, they'll create their own index. So Redfin has created a housing demand index. And basically, they're reporting that uh, inventory shortage has deepened. Uh, demand slips a little bit in July. And it's, I think it's directly correlated to the demand uh, the, that we have correlated to the lack of inventory. People are kind of just getting sick of looking for a home when there really isn't much out there. Would you agree with that, Brandon? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think um, the buyer frustration is something like I've never seen it's before. It's like buyer fatigue, oh right? My They're just tired. Yeah, and so you know they get out there, and after they've gone through the competition and they go through the uh, the war zone, as I would call it. War zone right now. Um, they're just like, the hell with this. I'll just rent for another year. I'll wait till things cool off, and, and I'll wait till the market isn't as hot. Yeah, and, you know, I, and I think about that, and it pains me a little bit, and I'll tell you why it pains me. The price of money is so cheap today yeah. that you're getting a discount based on where the market is. Now, look, will, will the market eventually cool off? Yes, that's inevitable. It's going to happen. Something's got to break, right? Either uh, you know, build builders will start building more homes or, or people will just finally start selling. Something will change. But what won't change is the price of money being as cheap as it is today. I don't believe it'll be cheaper next year. I don't believe it'll be cheaper the year after that. I mean, price of money is pretty cheap. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Sal? Yeah, well, you know, and ultimately, like you said, wait for what? Yeah. Right? The, the market to cool down, which could take a year, year and a half, two years, right? I mean, to me, like, if you're in that, that you know, looking at houses all the time and, and the house you fell in love with, it doesn't work out, if that house was never built, would you still be looking to buy a home? That's why I always tell, you know, my buyers, is don't get discouraged. I mean, you just got to keep at it. Eventually, you'll get one that pops. Yeah, well, and not only that, and I agree 100%. I think more so than ever, you have got to have a great team. You have yeah. to have a phenomenal yes. real estate agent and a phenomenal loan officer that you've teamed up with because I'm telling, I tell people all the time, it makes all the difference in the world. It just seems like every, you know, Everyone we know knows somebody in the mortgage business, especially everybody knows a real estate agent, <laughs> yeah, right? Dude. And I think yeah. you more so than ever before, if you are buying a home. Now, if you're selling a home, it's a little bit different. You can push a button and get the home sold. But if Gone. you are right. buying a home, you need a great team. I call it the dream team. You, I mean, you really have to put together the right pieces of the puzzle to make sure that you're getting what's right. And does it matter what lender you use? Yeah. 100%. And, so, and, and as a listing agent, there are lenders that you won't accept because you know what a nightmare it's going to be, all things equal, right? That's exactly right, 100%. And, you know, just for example, yesterday, right? I mean, my phone, I've, I talked to three listing agents on deals that were submitted. I'm sure that if I didn't answer, right, and You're let it roll on. over to Tuesday and responded with Chase. But it's a, but it's a holiday, Sal. It was that, a holiday. Right. Weren't you yeah. barbecuing? <laughs> No. No. No, you were not no, barbecuing. It did seem like a Monday that I was just, you know, homesick. But yeah. either way, I mean, like you said, the team is everything. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, the support that you give the client ultimately leads to them getting that dream house that they want. Yeah, not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, I think so many people are so quick to go with, you know, Aunt Susie and, and Uncle Bob at the mortgage company. You know, I, and I get the, 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 the fact of being comfortable with a, fen- a friend or a family member, but that's not always what's right for you and your family. You've right. got to pick a professional who knows what they're doing because until you lose out on a deal, these are only words. Right. Until they feel it, then they believe it. You know, Aunt Sue, Uncle Bob, Cousin Jimmy over at Quicken Loans, like they have the best you know, you just th- their intentions like are good, right? <laughs> you just dropped but, it like that. Yeah. But they don't really understand necessarily what is best for you. That's exactly right. And uh, that's that's the tough part, you know. I mean, well, my cousin works over here. How long has he been doing this? Right. Well, Three it's not only like that, right? It's well, like cousin, cousin Susie. It's like cousin Susie. I, I need to go look at a house right now. She's like, well, I got the right. kids. I can't. House is gone. Well, I'll, feel, I'll feel bad. Well, she'll still be your aunt after you close. So, (laughs) I mean, let's just, you know, figure this out and get you into the best position. Yeah, I mean, creating the right team around you, I think, is the biggest takeaway from that is you need to have in this market a really strong team. And look, guys out there that that, that you guys, a lot of you probably have put on a bunch of offers. I've had clients do this where they put four, five, six different offers and they keep getting beat out. Understand that the right home will come along. And when you do find that house, what I find more times than not is, it's why clients are always like, oh, I'm glad I didn't get the other ones. I'm glad I got this one. That's true. Everything happens for a reason. That's yeah. saying, I, so true. It's happening to me right now. I didn't get the house I wanted, and now we're, well, I didn't get the house that I thought I wanted, and right. I'm actually getting the house I want. There you go. It happens all the time. So so let's talk about the turmoil in our in our world right now. I mean, we're obviously, um, we had this massive hurricane. Our hearts and prayers go out to everybody in Houston and Texas. Um, we've got another hurricane coming at us. We've got... Kim Jong Il with his finger on a on a hydrogen bomb, Christ. I mean, which is just nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got Trump, who's you know, with his rhetoric is kind of getting ra- ratcheted ratcheted up. Um, there's a lot of stuff, negative stuff in the news, and it's like, what does that do to the market, Sal? I mean, you know, like when we're talking about rates, uh, I know it sounds really odd, but what's bad for the world is good yeah. for rates. Yeah, I know it's weird. It's crazy. It, it is a little strange. You know, it's it's like a, an inverse, right? You'd think like uh, when the wheels are falling off that that rates will go up, but really they go down because you know people are they don't feel as as safe as confident as as they should, and you know that leads to different exchanges in the market that that ultimately lower interest rates and. Um, it keeps business going through the tough times. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, just so people understand, I mean, bonds really dictate where interest rates are. Bonds are a safe place to put your money. When things get kind of crazy, people throw their money in bonds, and the more money goes into bonds, the lower interest rates go. What, what I think is interesting, more than anything, is the the lack of, of control that the Fed has right now. They don't, they don't really have a lot of control over the market like they had in the past. I mean, they did do a lot to stimulate the market, but today... To, to control interest rates, you know, them raising rates is has nothing to do with what happens with the mortgage rates in the market. Yeah, you know, I totally agree, and I think um, at least from my perspective, you know, um, I'm not a huge proponent of the news um, because of what it does to your mindset. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so negative. It's so negative, and yeah. what's real versus you know what's not real, and what's a marketing scheme, and what's not. So 
you know, for, for the people that uh, I'm in relationship with or I lead or I coach, you know, I, we try to really stay clear of the news. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just all negativity and it just breeds that negativity into your life. Um, and so, you know, is this stuff real and do we've got to pay attention? Yes. I'm not saying be, you know, neglect that. Um, but, um, you know, who knows what it's going to do to, 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 to rates or to the housing market or to this, that, and the other thing. Nobody knows. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, one of the best things someone ever told me was, you know, don't, uh, don't cry over the things you can't control. That's, ex- you know, and you well, just, who told you that? Uh, I'm just I don't curious. remember a long time ago, but like, you, you know, if you, if you sweat interest rates, the market, you know, uh, what are you going to do? That's right. You know, you could sit there, you could pound your fists on the ground, and it's not going to change anything. Ultimately, what I think, uh, you know, when you hear all this news, is it going up? Is it going down? Did the Fed raise the rates? Maybe. Are we yeah, spending you know? our time <laughs> in the wrong things? Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at what it, what it yeah. looks like today. Does yeah. this make sense for you? Who can I impact today? Whose life can I change today? You know what I mean? Control yeah. the things you control and the things you can't, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to. No. I feel like someone imparted a lot of wisdom on you, Sal, like when you were younger. (laughs) Like, you're you're very wise behind your ears. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. On some things. What else we got, (laughs) Paulie? We're going to talk about job growth. Uh, It cooled down a little bit in July. I don't think it's a a big headline. Look, 156,000 new jobs were created, a little less than expected. Um, Here's the only thing I'll tell you guys. The one thing that that I fear about the market, uh, the housing market, is jobs. If we start losing jobs for some odd reason, uh, or job growth really starts slowing down and income and wages start slowing down, that's going to affect the housing market more than anything. Mm-hmm. Rates going up, um, you know, I'll, there's a million other things that can go wrong. But if, if we start losing jobs and stop stop losing job growth and uh, income growth, that's really my, my biggest fear in the market. Would you agree with that, or do you think there's 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 something I'm missing on that? No, I'm I'm right with you. I think the thing that I think about most is what is the thing that will cause that to happen. Right, right. So that's where I'm trying to think through that and do a lot of my research and a lot of my masterminds is you know what are some of the things that can cause job uh, the lack of job growth. Right. And so I don't know if you guys have you know anything to add to that, but uh, that's kind of where my mindset is. What are some of those things that maybe we're seeing in the marketplace that could cause that? I mean, just an oversaturation. That's right. about it. I mean, at some point, you're going to start peaking out. Uh, I think we've had such, from where we were yeah. in 2008 to where we are today, the growth has been really exponential, right? Our yep. rebound has been really strong. Part of that isn't due to due to the fact that we've had stimulus packages. But I feel like we're in a really healthy environment right now. And here's the issue, I think, more than anything. more People have this echo effect of what happened in 2008. Yep. They're just expecting so the, the wheels to fall off. There's there's a lot of people are living in fear. They're like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? It's gonna it's gonna all fall apart. It's gonna fall apart. What if it doesn't happen? Yeah. You're just freaked out because you got you got banged one time and like it's like you got your bell rung and now you're afraid to like hit someone yeah. like in football, right? Well, yeah. I, I think that you know ultimately this will be something that if an event does happen that that negatively affects the job market, I, I think it will be something that's unexpected. Yeah. Something that we really can't account for, like a new technology that takes over X, whatever. But at the end, I mean, you know, I, I don't really see anything like that happening. Sure. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's all about, it's all it's all the unknown and spending so much of our time and our resources. You, you, you can't, you can't. There's, I mean, this isn't like Game of Thrones where no. you're going to get your throat slit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I, I caught up. I'm all caught Did, up. Really? Man. Yeah, nice. I mean, it was a big commitment. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't know if I could do it. I'm not big on watching, but, man, you Game of Thrones fans were getting yeah. me going, so. 
Yeah, like yeah. a month ago, you were like, I'm out on that completely. I'm like, you guys are idiots. I can't believe you're <laughs> spending that much time on He's like, it. dude. I'm like, Jon Snow is so hot. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but my point is, is like, nothing is that critical. We made it through the worst economic downturn in history, in my opinion. I think it was worse than the 20s, and we just keep coming back stronger. So, guys, I mean, stop worrying about yeah, the past. It's, it's so it's, funny. It's not like, going to catch up to us. When we say, like, oh, you could put 1% down, we'll give you 2% or 3% down mortgage, and someone makes a comment, oh, 2008 all over. No, right. dude. Yeah. Like, we're actually qualifying these borrowers. They have more than a heartbeat and a set of eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and you're, you're right, though. So many naysayers out there are talking about um, doomsday coming. It's because of what you call the echo effect of, of 08. Yeah. It's so true. So many people are, well, you you haven't seen anything yet. Wait till what's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's coming. Like, like listen, you know, you know, a very wise man that I know, his name's David Hall, he always says this. He goes, you predict something long enough, it will happen. I know. Right? So <laughs> you yeah. say, oh, we're going to, we're going to, collapse we're gonna collapse that. at some point you'll be right yeah you know so. i told you guys i, to- I told ah, you i told you but 15 those, years later yeah and truly i feel like those naysayers they're only collapsing their own life because it's i know like, it, and it's we've negative. all been at a yeah. job or, or in a position where you you're not there you want a new position you're looking for a new job and you just happen to notice that when you're in that mindset everything falls apart that's right you create your own worst yeah. nightmare guys Really good show. Tiffany, how are you, by the way? Tiffany, our producer's back today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Are you in a good mood today? I mean, you're really, like, up and down lately. Are you Are you better today? Yes, I'm really good today. Yeah? Weekend. You get a good weekend? I know what that means. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. That, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Get it, Polly. Get it. Yeah! Nice, boys. Great yeah. show today. All right, guys. Brandon, thank you. You're welcome. Sal, you look good as always, buddy. Always. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.